Matthew chapter 12, verse number 22, Then they brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, and insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is this not the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devil. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom is divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city of house divided against itself shall not stand. Let me stop right there just for a moment. That, that's no more true of words today than it was when Jesus said that. If a house is divided against itself, if a husband and wife is divided, we just came out of the, the home defense series and things and talked about the husband and wife and duties. of it. If a husband and wife is divided in the home, it shall fall. And can I say, if Christian people sitting in the house of God are divided, it too shall fall. Amen. And Satan's cast out Satan. He is divided against himself. And how shall then his kingdom stand? If I be Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom your children cast them out, therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Amen. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? Can I say this? I don't know if we're going to get out here early tonight or not. Uh, it says here, unless one can come in and bind the strong man of the house. If the devil can come in and bind you up, the devil's going to come in and take what you got. Amen. He will destroy everything in your house. Uh, and the only way that you can stand against the devil is God is on your side. Amen. I mean, you don't try to play this game. Well, I'm, I'm, tougher than, I'm tougher than the devil. I'm bigger than the devil. I'm stronger than the devil. No, you're not. In fact, you're not as intelligent as the devil is. He will come into your house and destroy it. He, he, he'll spoil the house. He that is not with me is against me. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that, that's just true today. If you're not with him, you're against him. I understand people today say, well, I'm just going to make my mind up later. You already made your mind up when you say, I'm not going to serve God. I'm not going to the house of God. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to read my Bible. You made your mind up. You're against him. Amen. He said, he that's not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, all manners of skin and sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto you, but the blaspheme against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto man. And whatsoever speak the man against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speak against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven of him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Be very careful. Be very careful. Either make the tree a good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. O generations of vipers, how can you be in evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart is the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasures, the heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. 
You ought to get that in your mind. You ought to underline that and make that one of your life verses. For every idle word. Verse 37, for by the words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch our hearts, open our minds. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord. We just praise you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We, we have seen every time that Jesus goes about healing and Jesus goes about preaching and teaching and he needs to because the world is in desperate need of him. But every time he goes about doing that, there's always that group of people that just want to watch him and try to call him out on something. Uh, every time he speaks or every time he heals somebody, they, wanna, they just want to say, hey, that, you can't do that. But understand this, Jesus knew the thoughts and intent of the heart and knew exactly what they were going to say and how they were going to say it. So Jesus gives them this, this uh, sermon right here to let them know where they stand. And that sermon that he gave them, the Pharisees, that day, we need it in our hearts today. Amen. This is the word that we need to apply to our lives today that we understand what Jesus was telling them. He's telling us the same today. So let's look at verse number 37. Uh, just real quickly, I want to give you his thought just a little bit. The power of the words. The power of the words. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. Uh, our words possess incredible power. They have the potential to build or destroy. To encourage disencourage to heal to hurt the bible teaches that god created the the uh, the world through his spoken word likewise we're being created in the image and have we have endowed with the ability to communicate and shape in our and, and reality through the power of speech let me give you five points about the power of speech you write them down and keep in your heart. And maybe we can plow these to our lives and we may be able to get through this world and help somebody along the way. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I want to be the, somebody that's encouraging somebody. I, I want to be somebody that's always trying to lift somebody up. I don't ever want to be the person that's trying to uh, berate somebody or tear them down. I want to be the one that's always saying, you can be better. God will make you better as long as you're serving God. Let me just say, words and our relationships. Every day we interact with numerous people. We talk to different people. We talk to uh, people at Walmart, at the cash out line. And our words play a vital role in the way they perceive us and how we perceive them. It's that relationship. Proverbs 18, 21 states, the tongue has the power of life and death. Our words can uplift someone, inspire someone to be better, to encourage them to do something good for God, giving them hope for those that are in need. They also can wound someone. They can break a spirit. 
causing lasting pain, emotional scars. Our relationships are greatly influenced by the words we choose to speak, especially the young people today, young kids today. They, they absorb a lot of what you say and how you say it. I, I know, because I was young at one time too, believe it or not, I, I've been called just about everything you could be possibly called as a young child. I've been cast one side to another side, passed around from this side to that side. I, I got to the point that I was wanting to run away when I was seven years old. Didn't want to live with anybody. I thought I could make it on my own. Just because the words that people can say to you will make you think that you're nothing. You're, you're nobody. You can't help anybody. But we ought to give the words to our young ones. And we ought to encourage words for each other as an adult, as, as Christians, that words that will just say, hey, you are a great person. God loved you. God died for you. I'm encouraging you. I want to lift you up. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you do, I want to be the one that comes to you and say, I want to help encourage you to keep going. Our words has a lot to do with our relationships with one another. Words and self-reflection. Matthew 12, 37 compels us to reflect on our words. For they reveal the true condition of our hearts. For by your words are you either condemned or by your words you are justified. Hey, Matthew's telling us, Jesus is telling us, you, you need to make sure that what words you use that come out of your mouth, they're reflecting on who you are. Not what somebody else says, but what you're saying reflects on who you are. Our words have consequences. They, they reflect their innermost thoughts and beliefs in our life today. Our, our speech should align oh, <laughs> our speech should align with who we say we are. If I'm proclaiming to be a child of God, walking with God, then my speech should do the same thing. I should not be able to say I'm a child of God and then turn around and bring somebody down or tear somebody down because I'm a child of God and my speech should line up with it. Amen. Don't get excited because it's going to get worse before it gets over. I'm just trying to say we need to make sure our, our words are reflecting who we are. It's telling everybody, this is me. This is me. So words in our relationships and our words in our self-reflection, but also the accountability and responsibility. In this passage, Jesus, Jesus highlights the accountability we have for our words. He tells us that we will either be acquitted or condemned by what we say. Our words are not just mere expressions of void of consequences. They carry weight in the spiritual realm. And it impacts our eternity, eternal destination. As followers of Christ, we are called to be stewards 
of our words wisely, using them to spread truth and extend forgiveness and demonstrate Christ-like love. Amen. I, I love that. It, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I know it's hard. I fight the same battle you fight. I, I fight the same demon you fight. And it's hard. I understand that. But in order for us to move past ourselves, we got to surrender to God and let God start using the words that God wants to put in our heart to say and use and to, that it reflects who we are. We're accountable for the words that we say. Every idle word and the words we don't say, we're accountable for those words. Amen. I, I want to make sure that I'm not one that want to point, pick things out of people and, and just berate them with words of unkindness. Instead, I just want to say, you know what? I, <laughs> Jesus looked beyond your fault. He knew just how much bad sinner you was, a rotten, dirty old dog, but Jesus looked beyond your fault and died for you. Why can't we look beyond other people's faults? Say, hey, I understand that you got things going on. I understand that you got some going on, but I'm going to look beyond your fault and I'm going to try to give you some words of encouragement. And we all can use words of encouragement, amen? We all can use somebody to pat us on the back and say, hey, I think a lot of you. I think you've done a good job, amen? Can I say this? Not only words of relationships and self-reflection and accountability and responsibility, but the cultivating of a fruitful tongue to ensure our words align with God's desire for our lives. We must seek His guidance. And we must be transformed from what we are to what He wants us to be. The Apostle James warns us that the dangers of the untamed tongue, emphasizing the importance of self-control, surrendering our speech to God through prayer, through studying of the Scriptures, cultivating a deep relationship with God. And we can allow Him to purify our words, purify our thoughts, and to purify our hearts, resulting in a fruitful and life-giving tongue and words. So I want to give you these five thoughts that you can take, write them down. I, I thought about doing this on the, the weekly devotion. I think everybody in church need to get a hold, get a hold of this. Uh, uh, these five points and to look at their life and see is my life reflecting this as God wants me to reflect this in my life and I think we need it I think we can help each other with it and I think we can encourage, encourage each other with these words amen for by the words thou shalt be justified and by thy words they you thou shalt be condemned that's a thought there. That, that ought to make you think every time I open my mouth what I'm about ready to say, will I be justified by God by it? Or will I be condemned by God by it? I'd be careful. I'd, I'd really be careful about what I say 
in whom I say it to. Because you don't want to tear people down. You want to lift people up. But I don't want my words to come back to haunt me. And I don't know, I don't think you want your words to come back to haunt you either. But I think that we can be encouraged by the words of God and letting God purify our thoughts and our hearts and we can help each other along the way that we're on. Amen? God's been too good for us to stop right now and say, yep, I'm done it. But he's been good. Amen? Amen.